Dear friends, welcome to Ar Astra. It's so great to have you here. For the past few weeks, I've been dealing with an issue. At random times throughout the day, I'd feel extremely sleepy and tired. So tired that sitting in front of my laptop for more than a minute would be akin to torture. I tried to power through it, but before I knew it, I'd find myself mindlessly scrolling through Facebook or skipping through Instagram stories. No work would get done. I'd call myself a lazy bum and return to my laptop, trying to muster my concentration and focus. A few minutes later, I'd be back in the same loop. Like many around me, I've lost a lot of work in the past few weeks. A photo editor I've been discussing a project with, before this thing started, has graciously emailed to let me know that he's been put on furlough. All of my travel projects to date have been halted, indefinitely. In this time of crisis, people who base their identity and sense of worth around the work they do, myself included, can fall into a pit. And today, I'd like to discuss how we can get out of it. And stay tuned for next week's issue, where I'll cover ways to find creative work right now. Where does worth come from? Across the industrial world, and especially in the United States, we've been made to believe that our worthiness comes not from the simple fact that we exist, but from the work we do, the money we earn, the accomplishments we can tout, and the number of hours we place on the altar of productivity. I found this a terrible way to live when your sense of worth is based on some external conditions. That's the reason why I think throughout my years of travels, I've been inexplicably drawn to Eastern philosophies and regions of the world where wasting the afternoon away is a common way to be. And note the choice of wording for that particularly Western phrase, wasting the afternoon away. I am worthy because I exist. That has been a tough lesson for me to learn, but I'm slowly getting better at mastering it. How? Keep listening. This week in particular, I found it soothing to listen to Krista Tippett from the On Being project ponder on this issue. I've linked this wonderful and short segment in the newsletter. Krista posits that being kind to ourselves and settling into ourselves right now is a gift we can offer to the world beyond this crisis. What a radical thought, right? And yes, I am being sarcastic here. You have been forced to enter empty time. The desire that drove you has relinquished. There is nothing else to do now but rest. And patiently learn to receive the self you have forsaken in the race of days. You have traveled too fast over false ground. Now your soul has come to take you back. Take refuge in your senses. Open up to all the small miracles you rushed through. Become inclined to watch the way of rain 
when it falls slow and free. Draw alongside the silence of stone until its calmness can claim you. Be excessively gentle with yourself. Stay clear of those vexed in spirit. Learn to linger around someone of ease who feels they have all the time in the world. Gradually, you will return to yourself having learned a new respect for your heart and the joy that dwells far within slow time. A poem by John O'Donoghue This week, inspired by poet John O'Donoghue, I made a pledge to be exceedingly kind to myself. How? Like with many issues of the mind, our transformation starts with awareness. First, we need to become aware of thoughts that enter our mind. Then we practice redirecting them, substituting negative ones with better options. I found morning meditation to be an incredibly helpful tool. I've been meditating daily since last summer, and in the past week I've switched the focus of my meditations to practicing self-kindness. In the newsletter I've linked several issues in which I touch on the subjects of awareness and meditation. After I meditate, I write down the message I want to remember on a piece of post-it note. Throughout the day I return to it often and it helps me keep the focus on this intention. In the newsletter, I've included a photograph. In this photograph, you will see the messages that I've told myself this week. Things like, I love you, Yulia. Be kind to yourself. You're doing the best you can. This too shall pass. I love you. And please note this language, I love you, my love, you're doing the best you can, is not natural to me. My tendency is to engage in negative self-talk. But even after a week of doing this consistently, I'm feeling the soothing effect. And most importantly, I'm starting to change how I talk to myself throughout the day. Finally, this week I gave in to the urge to rest. I took a nap at 1 p.m. this Wednesday and another one at 3 p.m. on Thursday and I didn't feel guilty about either of them. I've realized that my body is smarter than I am, and in this time of crisis, I need to follow its lead. I mostly don't feel bad about not being productive all the time, and I'm hoping to bring this practice of self-kindness forward when this particular crisis is over. So, here is my wish for you this week. See if you can bring a little bit more self-kindness into your days. We are all dealing with many issues right now, ranging from anxiety to fear to sadness to the very real loss of income and health and well-being. Let's be kind to ourselves. We are worthy. Onward. And thank you for listening.